Welcome to the National Women's Fitness Academy podcast. We're here to talk about women's health, female hormones, body image, and all things health and fitness. Welcome, guys. Hi, this is Lauren Calvin here, back for a very special podcast episode with the beautiful Lola Poro. So, Lola, I met when we had our first Bali Edu Vacation last year, and we had such an amazing time. It was the best couple of weeks, and um, yeah, got to know a little bit about Lola. But yeah, I just wanted to jump on and chat to you more because. I think you've got such an interesting story and um, I think a lot of girls would benefit from, yeah, hearing about, you know, your journey and in fitness and in life and IVF babies and pregnancy fitness and everything like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you um, can just tell us a little bit about yourself, Lola. Oh, thank you for having me. So um, my name's Lola. I have um, two boys. I just had my boy, his seven weeks today or yesterday actually I did my cert three in fitness in Bali and then I'm doing my cert four now um why did you want to study fitness like did your fitness journey start before that or have you always been into health and fitness or was there a time in your life where you decided that you really needed to or wanted to pursue it um so I've always been into fitness like in high school and stuff I've always been athletic um and then um Coming out of out of high school, I, I kind of stopped with the fitness and then picked it up again. Um, I think it wasn't until I had my firstborn where I really wanted to start studying fitness. So um, after I had my son, I had put on a total of like twenty three kilos. So um, and I've always been small growing up as well, so it was like a really different um, experience for me and like just mental health and everything went down with it. So when I started getting back on track with my fitness and stuff, like I started um, putting that on social media and stuff. And I guess people were like um, were reaching out and stuff. So then I, and then I felt really good about like talking to other people and helping other people. So then that's when I started thinking more about Cert 3 and Cert 4. And that's when I found you guys. And yeah, and I've loved it ever since. Yeah, awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your IVF journey. So interesting. Um, so your first baby and your second baby are beautiful IVF babies. So I think it was, um, 2018 or 2019, my partner and I decided that we were ready to have, um, kids and I was on contraception. So then we stopped that and we started trying and then it wasn't going anywhere. So I was like, I'll just get a checkup, see what's going on. So I come from a big family, big Islander, Fijian family. So infertility isn't like was never a thought in my mind um and when I had gone and got my checkup done they did some tests and then um found that I had um a blockage in one and I actually ended up having an ectopic pregnancy so they had to take um that tube out um and then um when they did further tests they found that the other tube had um blockage in there too so they had to take that out so the only way I could have babies was through IVF so it pretty much was like a roller coaster and it was it all happened really fast like from the results straight to into treatment and stuff surgery um yeah and then emotionally it was a shock because coming from a big family infertility infertility has never been a problem Mm -hmm. um in our family so my son 
now is actually a grandchild number 32. So, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> nice yeah, so I come family. from a big family. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was never really a problem and then, or a thought. And then for it to happen to me, it was like, mm. like what is going on and stuff. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, it must have been um, like, did you feel like a sense of failure at all or anything like that? Or were yeah. you supported or? I felt all of it. I just felt like, yeah. why me? Like, why? Like I have, I come from a big family, like why did it have to happen to me sort of thing? Mm. And also I think in my culture, it wasn't really openly discussed as well. Mm. So then I ended up um, opening an Instagram page called uh, the Fijian Infertility Warrior. And that opened up so much more conversation in our community and stuff. And I, and it shouldn't be a thing that's um, taboo to talk about. I reckon, like, I think we need to speak about it more and more and, the more we spoke, I spoke openly about it, the more I realised that it's actually a thing in our community and um, more people are going through down the IVF route of, of having children. So I'm very yeah, blessed not- that um, I've had two successful IVF transfers. So, yeah, so we've got two more embryos in the bank, so we'll see how, how we go. Oh, wow, that's so exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're saying infertility wasn't really spoken about, but then you found out were there quite a few women that had infertility issues, but um, did they end up going through IVF or did they end up, um, like, not having children and then not talking about it? Or um, So I think a few of them ended up going to get checked up um because they were like they've been trying they've been trying but um they haven't been going to check up and I always say I was like the best thing you could do for yourself is to go and get um a general health check and just see that everything's fine because the earlier that you detect something the better the treatment would be I, I'd say yeah. like um, yeah and some of them have um I know two of them that went and um in the UK I think it was one of them um went through IVF I think it was and they've had a, a boy um so yeah so I think I've I've heard a lot of stories um that some of them haven't come back directly to me but to a few of my other friends and said like Mm. because of her story and stuff like they ended up going to seek for um further information and stuff and get more treatment and yeah some were successful so I'm glad that it's so cool opened that up that's awesome that by having that open conversation you've helped people um do you think that like the menstrual cycle and um like sex education was lacking in your community as well uh yeah definitely (laughs) because I think it is like globally anyway but yeah um yeah is that something that you're sort of opening up as well talking about more or I think I was more uh, I talked more spoke more on fertility and stuff like that not more um on sex I I don't think it's um yeah they're not ready for that yet tell me about like so you like you get the treatment like hormone treatment and things like that and then they extract your egg and 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 create the embryos it's such a cool process um and do they implant it at a certain stage of growth do you know much about that um so I was on so I had to take a needle every day from when I had my first period and that's just to help the um, eggs grow. Yeah. And then I think it's on day 10 or something, you take a trigger shot and then they um, scan, they, you do an ultrasound to see how big your eggs are and like the follicles and um, if there are eggs in there and stuff. Then they do the surgery, the day surgery, where they extract the eggs, mm-hmm. um, the follicles, and then they'll see how many 
like good eggs you have, I guess, like the sizing and stuff. Um, and then it goes through that whole process of becoming an embryo. Um, and then, yeah, so with the, I had a fresh transfer from my first treatment. Um, so I had four successful embryos. So we had one transfer and then they, they froze three. So then um, they did the transfer. So you take like a peel and stuff to help the um, lining, the uterine lining thicken so that the embryo could um, attach to that and hatch. Um, I feel like I've gone on, but yeah. And then no, I had a frozen awesome. transfer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think it was all amazing. Like it was just at the, our first treat, our first IVF treatment, um, we didn't, it wasn't successful. Um, but I guess because I didn't have much um, education on it. So it's so confusing. I was super stressed, like what's happening next. Um, and the fertility center that we were with wasn't much, didn't really feel like we we're giving, given much um, information. It just felt like we we're a number again to them. Yeah, yeah. And then we changed to another one in Melbourne, which was oh, like super awesome being with them. And um, I could have had my embryos flown to Perth when I was having my second transfer, but yeah. we paid for flights and we're like no we're going back there like we just loved yeah. it that much and how much they treated us but yeah the so we had a fresh transfer and a frozen and one frozen which is um my son exodus now and then we've got two two more so yeah it's That's a whole so cool. and yeah you have two beautiful little baby boys well as isn't so little anymore <laughs> is it um so ebenezer is yes three a two and a half. Two and a half, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, gorgeous. So good. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, like, pregnancy. Were you, um, like, exercising in your first pregnancy as well? No. So my first pregnancy, I really, um, so it was COVID. COVID, that's when uh, COVID yeah. happened. So we all went into lockdown in Melbourne. And I was just, like, so comfortable, Uber eats every day. And I had that mindset of like, I'm feeding for two, so it doesn't matter. Like, I feel that girl. I did that too. (laughs) (laughs) I can eat whatever I want. And yeah, and no, it, I, I did try exercising through it, but I did like towards the end, I just like ate and ate and I'd be up at night. And And I think, yeah, that mentality of I'm eating for two was just, yeah, that's what yeah. got me. And then yeah. after I had given birth, I when I stepped on the scales, I was like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Mm. Um, also because growing up, like, so, like, being small my whole life, it just, I don't know, like, it just took a mental toll on me because, like, I thought, okay, well, that's fine. I, I always work out so I can just work it off. But that was not the case. It was nothing was coming off and I was going nowhere and I just went into this mental state where, um, I was just really insecure. My, my confidence levels were down and also just having a baby as well and trying to accept your new body. Um, so Ebenezer ended up actually um, going with my mum and sister for about six weeks, I think it was, mm-hmm. just to get my mental state back on track and stuff. Um, yeah, it really took a toll. And then when I ha- was fell pregnant with Exodus, I was like, nope, I am not going down that road again. And I just really set myself up. So I ended up um, working out during my pregnancy. I ate really well. I like probably had junk food here and there, but not as much. And I ended up um, before my second pregnancy, I was 75. And then after I'd given birth, I was down to 70, 71. So, yeah. And I, and I had a good, 
I had a good coach too, Letitia. Shout out. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Good old Letitia. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, good on you for getting help, like the support from your family and um, making sure that you got, you know, better and and um, had those weeks that you needed. Um, too many women do not reach out or can't even um, get that support. And it's such a hard time, especially when you first have your first baby. It's such a big shock to your system. Um, your body's completely different, your mind's different, everything, your whole life just completely, you know, turns and it's so, it can be a huge shock. So, yeah, having that support is so important and it's so good that your family were able to help you. Yeah, definitely. I just, um, I could feel myself like going down into a dark hole, I guess, and I was like looking at my son and I was like, no, I need to, I need to get myself better for him and and yeah, I'm so lucky that I had that support. And then I had support from work where they um, provide free um, counsellors and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah awesome. I got onto that right away. Yeah. And what is your work? So I work for um, Defence. So I'm in the Navy. Um, I've been in the Navy for nine years now. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I love it. I've, I've had so many different experiences, been to different places. Um and just met so many new people and yeah it's I've, I love it and I, I know a lot of people don't have the same experience being in the military but my experience has been good so far so yeah that's so cool that's so badass like you're you know mama of two military girl and fitness <laughs> and everything <laughs> is your job like quite physical or is it more like um no so I do I do more admin role stuff yeah. um but I guess I'm lucky with my job too because it's mandatory to keep up with fitness and that. So during work hours, I get to have gym time and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so um, there's a lot of benefits to it and it just goes hand in hand with, with my fitness lifestyle as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Life. It's good um, that they look after you. And so with your uh, exercise and health during your second pregnancy, did you have any complications or were you like, able to exercise like you were cleared to exercise and everything like that all good or did you have to stop at all um so I did end up getting sciatica towards the um end of it yeah um but I wasn't gonna let that stop me so I mm. started seeing a physio um who really helped me a lot and then um with the training program that I got we were able to like just um adjust here and there mm. um but I guess, like, no, I didn't have really stopped me from doing anything. Like, I was still running during my mm. pregnancy. I was still doing weight training. I did walks every day. The walks really helped a lot. Um, and, yeah, and they say that if you were doing these exercises beforehand, like, you, it's safe to do them during pregnancy. Yeah, so the running. Yeah. Um, and I used to actually hate running, and I can't believe that I do it now because mm -hmm. I, I I think I was traumatized from when I first joined the Navy because they make you do so much running. So uh. <laughs> um, I stopped doing it for a while and then I picked it up before pregnancy. And then now I, yeah, now I love doing it. Oh, that's so good that you found the joy back in, in running. Cause yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a good thing to like. I don't personally like it, but um, it is, yeah, it does give you a good feeling afterwards. So I guess it's one of those things that yeah. would grow on you as well. Um, yeah yeah and so when you were working out and stuff like that were there any um like what kind of things did you do what exercises like what was your main go-to stuff um so 
every day I would do a 45 minute walk, 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 sorry, outdoor walk. Um, and then in the afternoons, I would do weights training in the gym. Um, and then probably once or once a week or once every two weeks, I'd do a 5k run. Like it was a bit of a challenge that I'd given myself. Wow. Um, to do. um actually not once a week. That's a lie. Probably once, a, once every two weeks or once every three weeks. Um, but yeah. And then the weight training I was doing was just like, um, the hack squats, um, a lot of, um, dumbbell stuff and a lot on the machines as well. Um, but yeah, I I loved it. I, I felt so good after. And then after having him, I was kind of like worried about my body again and body image and stuff, but I was just feeling so much more confident compared to when I had my first um, pregnancy. Mm. It just really helped me a lot in that space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so good to be able to keep up your fitness and then you have a quicker recovery and you're able to yeah get your strength back quicker and energy and everything like that. And just having that routine as well helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, what do you think about like body image and like where that negative mindset comes from? Is it like um, generally, obviously generally globally there's, you know, negative body image um, around but like in sort of your fitness journey or family life or anything like that where do you think it came from for you I think because I spend so much time um, on social media so I think I compare a lot Mm. Um, I actually ended up unfollowing a lot of the um, influences that I was following um just because I started getting into a negative mindset about my own body image. Um, and I started following more people who were more positive on like where, like loving yourself where you're at now and like stuff like that. Um, but I think for me, it came from social media um, and just, yeah, just comparing yeah. myself to people that probably haven't even been like, down the road that I've been haven't even like had a baby yet or stuff and I'm there comparing myself to them where they're at now and where I am at Mm. um but then realizing that they've also like worked hard and stuff to get to where they're at and I'm just here sitting down just had a baby and just being so unkind to myself so yeah yeah good on you for doing that and yeah it is so good for your mental health to have a um social media detox and cleanse like filter out who you're like looking at um because even if you don't think you're comparing yourself or it's going to affect you subconsciously your brain is going to be taking in that information looking at those bodies um looking how happy they are and you know posing and all that stuff and it's going to think oh that's that's what you know happiness is when that's definitely not what it is (laughs) um because you know, you don't see the behind the scenes of most of these people and um, you can be the fittest, leanest, <clears throat> um, you know, best looking girl out there and still uh, have, you know, very bad body image um, and not be happy with yourself. So, yeah, it's good good to um, to have that cleanse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've, I've, that's what I found. And then I found and then someone actually had said to me or a quote that I heard before, um, as well that 
like you, you're so busy comparing yourself to others that you stop working on yourself, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Um, and then you just, your confidence level starts going down even further. But um, what are you doing to actually help yourself to get to that level that you want? If you're so busy scrolling and looking at other people and comparing mm. to, because you don't know their journey as well and what they've been through and how hard they've worked to get yeah. to that um, image that they have now and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just um, quickly about Bali. Uh, what did you think of our Bali education? Oh my God. I absolutely loved it. Um, and just meeting new people with the same mindset as well mm. um, and seeing where they're at now, like after being on the trip and stuff, I am excited because I saw that you guys are doing Thailand next year. Yes. <laughs> like telling my husband, I was like, I'm going, so we need to figure out what we're going to do with the kids and stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, <hell> yes. <laughs> no, I absolutely loved it. I think it's such an awesome um awesome thing and I've told my sister-in-law about it um, that she should come with me next year I've told others um, and then shared the your, like your guys Instagram page to them and stuff because yeah I just think it was so cool just to be there in, in the, with a group of women who loved fitness but it wasn't so strict like where it was just fitness like we also got to do other activities and that and socializing um, yeah I just I love I, yeah, I can't say it enough. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love how everyone's so different, but we all have that common yeah. interest. And, um, and like, you, you might know these people from social media, but then when you get to know them, it's like, yeah, such a cool experience to um, get to know everyone and where they're from and, and their story. And, and you realise that, um, yeah, it, it's, um, it's great to make all these friends that you probably wouldn't have made otherwise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I was also going to ask you, I saw on one of your posts that um, that you said, for anyone wondering if I went into early labour because of exercise, it wasn't. Did you get comments about it or was it just something that you thought maybe people thought? My mum. She's uh. <laughs> Like, you need to stop training um this and that like you need to just relax stay home blah blah and I was like oh I guess because she was brought up in Fiji as well where when you're pregnant you gotta just like chill relax don't be stressed just stay home and then even when you after you give birth like you're not supposed to move or anything and I, I get all of that I get it mm. um but there's new studies now and stuff that show that there is benefits to um, exercising during pregnancy and stuff. But no, I um, actually had my appointment last week with my obstetrician. So um, I did go into labor six weeks early. They sent my placenta off to check what had happened. So I actually had a, um, there was a small break in my placenta, he said, and yeah. one of the blood vessels hadn't formed properly. So I asked him, is it because of my training? Because he knew how hard I was training as well. Mm. Um, and he said, definitely not. It happens when the placenta is forming between the week six and week 10. So yeah. um, it's it's just something that happened. And to for you to go into labor six weeks early was probably the safest thing to do as well. Because yeah. if I was to go to full term, like we have no idea what would have happened. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to hear it from them. Um, 
confirming that so you can tell people to bugger off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I even had like my aunties messaging, like, oh, be careful, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So, and totally yeah. get their concerns and like um, wanting to, you know, make sure that you're protected and things like that. But I guess for people that don't exercise or aren't educated on pregnancy exercise, they don't realize that. It is so good for you and also your mental health as well. Like you'll be less yeah. stressed if you can exercise. Yeah. You'll be your heart will be healthier, your muscles and bones will be healthier. Um yeah. so yeah, it's important to make sure you keep doing that and, and educating everyone as well. So good work. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's all my questions. Did you have anything else that yeah you wanted to talk about or or say? Oh, Thank you for having me. And I just think this space that you guys have created is just awesome for, um, and it's not just for like one particular like type of women. It's like for all different genres of like women. I don't know if I said that right, but even every type of women and it's just so relatable. And like, I just love this space that you guys have created and yeah. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. And thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for, yeah, chatting to me and, and all your kind words, appreciate it. Because, yeah, that's exactly what we want to be is for, for all women and make sure that everyone feels included and, and seen. Um, yeah, it's really important. So, yeah, love that. Um, well, I'll let you get back to you two beautiful boys. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much. And I'll see you in Thailand. Yes, done. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.